This is Chris Fetters of Dogman.com, and I'm joined with Scott Eklund. It's Monday, kind of midday. We're done with, uh, with, with day 12 of spring football. But we wanted to do a quick recruiting update just to you know, make sure that we have everybody on the, on the radar that should be. And then we'll talk a little bit about the, the upcoming spring preview and what's going to happen there. But first, Scott, they, you know, a lot of teams in the Pac-12 had their spring games this past weekend, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington State. But Washington still had some guys that were up here for Saturday's practice. Can you fill in a little bit of the names that you've heard? Yeah, well, the, the only real name I, that I know of for sure that's a big-time recruit that people are going to want to know about is uh, Jeffrey Percy, an O-lineman out of um, J. Sarah Catholic down there in San Juan Capistrano. Uh, teammate, or I guess not teammate because he wasn't there at the time, but um, Nick Harris and Luke Wattenberg both played there. So Washington is – and. Dante Pettis is also from there. So Washington's done pretty well in recent years at J. Sarah Catholic. And uh, this guy's uh, a kid who came over from uh, modern day and uh, was a tight end and has moved to offensive line. I think last year, I'm trying to remember, I think this will be his first, or last year was his first year playing offensive line. So he looks like a basketball player right now because he's not the biggest guy yet. He's about 6'7", 260. He's probably going to put on about 20 pounds here over the next couple couple months, you know, before the start of the season. And he sounds like Matteo Mele. Uh, kinda, kinda has that that uh, frame and that that length, and then the the experience of playing tight end over before playing um, offensive line. But uh, haven't talked to him yet. Um, as far as this visit, I know that he was really excited about getting up to Washington because he had never been here before. So he wanted to get up and see things. He was here over the weekend. Um, and, he, and he does have an offer. He, oh, yeah, absolutely has an offer. Got offered, I want to say, about two or three months ago. Two or three months ago, back like June, uh, January, February, somewhere like that. So I was also going to say two. This is Monday, so this is day 12. We have less than a week before the end of spring ball. Um, there weren't a ton of like 2019 guys out on the field Monday, but there were some guys certainly to watch for the future highlighted by a 2021 UW commit. Yeah. And that is Sam Heward, the quarterback from Kennedy Catholic, big time guy, five-star prospect rated in the top 10 nationally, uh, along with, um, another in-state guy by the name of, uh, JT Tui Malau. And um, and then right behind them is Emeka Egbuka from Stillicum. So you have Eastside Catholic, you have Kennedy Catholic, Catholic, and then you have Stillicum, all represented there in the top, I think, 13, right? Isn't that what it was? Top 13 in the country for 2021. So Washington has their offers out to those guys. And But Sam Heward was here. He brought three of his teammates, Reed Shumpert, uh, uh, kind of, slash kind of guy, uh, wide receiver, slot, running back, can do kind of it all. Um, he was here, Junior Alexander, big-time wide receiver prospect, um, who I think Washington's going to end up offering here over the, in, in the next couple months after he does camp with them. And then the other guy is Jabez Tanay, who I also think could get a Washington offer. And he is he's more of that um, possession guy, but he can play outside. He can go across the middle. He can get deep for you every now and then. He's, he's a talented guy, too. So those were uh, uh, three local or four local guys who are here. Plus, you had all Cascade Christian. Um, they brought up not the whole team, but quite a few of the players from there. I don't think any are really any big time recruits, but just good to build 
build bridges and things like that in case somebody does go through there, especially uh, Robbie Tobek's kids. Uh, the Tobek dynasty at Cat. Uh, Cascade Christian has been pretty good down there in Tacoma. So uh, their uh, youngest just wrapped up his career last year. And we found out he's actually going to be a fisherman, professional fisherman, and, and that is actually pretty good at it. So uh, not playing football anymore. He's uh, going out and catching fish. But the other, probably, besides Sam Heward, probably the biggest name on campus today was Rome O'Dunsey, uh, the wide receiver from Bishop Gorman, who was here six. 390 pounds, somewhere in that range. Brought his mom up. First time he's been to Seattle. Really enjoy. Oh well, I don't know. He seemed like he was enjoying his visit. We'll talk to him after uh, he gets done with his visit. Unlike some, you know, outlets, we don't text kids or call them when they're on campus. So um, we'll find out probably later today or maybe tomorrow how his visit to the University of Washington went. I was going to say just on the hoof. Odunzi looks more like a Ty Jones type. Whereas Junior Alexander looks maybe more Dante Pettis-ish in terms of six foot six one, and then Jabez today looks more kind of in the Bocelli mold. Is that is that fair? Um, I probably would put Jabez a little bit more in that mold, the Dante Pettis mold. Um, and I'd put Alexander more in the. Um, he's not quite as long, but he's got the same kind of game as um, a guy like Marquis Spiker. Uh, just long, long arms. Long, big catch radius and can go up and get the ball wherever you throw the ball to him. Okay. And what about what about uh, Rome? Where, 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 Rome, uh, Rome. I think Ty Jones is probably a good comparison for him. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of some other guys that I could compare him to. But yeah, I mean, he, honestly, he looks like those Utah receivers. You know how long those Utah receivers were for for several years there. I think he looks a lot like those guys. And then, of course, we also talked about it at the top. Big, obviously, recruiting weekend with the spring preview. Expect to see a number of guys here. Tell people kind of what our plan is right now to uh, to to make sure that we get all the information to them. So I've I've we've heard that a bunch want to make it up for the game, and several are planning it. I've been making a list of those guys, and I'm going to confirm that they're going to make it. We don't like to list the guys that they're coming until we can confirm, or at least we've heard that there's a good chance they're going to make it. So, so you've been making a list and I, checking it twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and but basically we'll have a list up hopefully Friday morning. Might be Saturday morning. You know, it just kind of depends on how things go. But since I'm moving on Friday, we're going to try and do it on Friday morning so I don't have to worry about it on Saturday morning. Anyway, that being said, my guess is you'll have – my guess is there will be 20, 30 guys here, but maybe 15 of which, 10 to 15, that Washington is really after and, and big-time recruits that Washington wants to get on campus. So, um, you know, Washington doesn't make – I know there's been a lot of hand-wringing and everything because Oregon makes a big event out of their – their uh, spring game and all this different stuff, and that's great. You know that it they they do it well down there. They they do it up. They do it well. All those things. Washington isn't going to make a big hype train for the kids coming up to the to the spring game because that isn't what they want to do. They don't want it to be a big hype thing. They they're not selling sizzle. They're selling the program. And what it's got going on, it doesn't have to be this big hype thing of, hey, let's get everybody in. As much as I enjoyed what Tosh Lapoy did with the, what did they call it, the uh, St. Tosh's Day Massacre, Massacre, you know, granted several of those, most of those kids didn't end up signing with Washington, 
But let's just say that all worked out. That's great for what they were looking to do. But Washington isn't ever going to do something like that anymore, at least under Chris Peterson, because that isn't the kind of program he wants. He wants guys who aren't going to get caught up in the hype. He wants guys who know they want to be at the University of Washington, and they're going to stick with their commitment so he doesn't have to really pour it on like he – like. Well, let's say let's just say what happened with Asa Turner. They don't want to have to do that, where they're where they're recruiting a guy that's already committed to them, but they're recruiting him like he wasn't committed, because they want to make sure guys know if you're going to commit to us, you're ready to go. And I I can guarantee you, a lot of the guys who commit to Oregon on a weekend like this last weekend are guys that the Oregon coaches are going to have to really maintain. And I can guarantee you several of those guys are not going to end up at Oregon. Now, some of that might be Oregon might find someone better. We don't know. But when you, when you get guys all hyped up over a weekend, and, yeah, I want to be part of this, and then they get home and they're like, I don't know. You know, this school looks good over here. So that's just never going to be Washington. And, and don't worry about it. Washington has their plan and they stick to it and they do a pretty good job with it. Well, and for those that also are, are thinking that, oh, these other teams can kind of engage in these Tosh-like tactics like what they did with Brandon Caho and, and all those mm-hmm. kinds, Holly Caho and those kind of guys. I'm here to tell you because I heard it this morning, people contact Washington after the fact too. They're, they're just yeah. as involved. They're, they don't instigate it, but – is it, would it come as any surprise to any Washington fans that cover that cover that follow recruiting to any extent? Would it come as a surprise to them to all of a sudden have these people that signed with the program because they 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 bought whatever that coaching staff was selling, and then all of a sudden realize, oh wait a second, maybe Washington was the one that wasn't hyping things up and they were actually telling us the real thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should be going there. And trust me, it's people are finding out that yeah. that. That this stuff happens, and it and people do have some sticker shock and some buyer's remorse. Yeah, and you know we won't mention the recruit or the or anything like that. We don't have to because it happens yeah, every it happens it, every class. Yeah, I'm sure it happens. But the one that we heard about was actually kind of humorous. That it was a big time guy Washington was after. Yeah. They turned down Washington and went somewhere else, and they have called the Husky coaches and said, "Hey." Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it's we don't need to go too in depth, but yeah, it's uh, it, it was kind of funny to hear the hear the story about something like that. But anyway, that being said, uh, big Washington week, big weekend for the Huskies on the recruiting front because then after the spring game on the on Saturday, on I think it's I think they're gonna if they don't start on Monday, they'll start on Wednesday, the first of May, and they'll have all of May to be out on the road. Recruiting guys. Also, since this is a recruiting update, Scott, have to kind of ask you the question because we've talked about guys like Aaron Hatchett in the past. Now a guy like Sawyer Racanelli has gotten an offer, the the kid from Hawkinson down in Vancouver. Who are the next guys that you think are going to pop? Boy, you know, we've had that message on on the message boards, and I've said I still think it's probably going to be Garen Hatchett, but it wouldn't surprise me if it is Sawyer Racanelli now that he's gotten his offer. Washington was an offer that he really wanted, and now that he's got it, I think Washington's going to tell him, hey, 
get in the boat. Let's get this going. And I have a feeling he's probably going to join up or, you know, sign up. No, of course, we're going to now that we've talked about, oh, Oregon and all these other teams, they sell the sizzle and they got all the flash and all that stuff. And Washington's not in on that. Well, what if they try to push these guys a little bit on their spring game and make it a big deal and try to get some some I mean, it's a possibility. I'm not saying it, it can't happen. I just don't. I, I just don't think that's the way Chris Peterson wants to wants to get a commitment from a kid. Yeah, but if it's but if it's the, if, if it they, happens organically, if it's that's the right different. Fit, if it's yeah. the right fit, and they know and they've offered, and the kid sees it, and the family's in. I mean, we obviously they wouldn't. You know, they've taken commitments obviously for twenty twenty already. They've got a handful. Um, I don't know. What do you think? What's the over and under on a number of guys that could commit this Saturday? This weekend? Or this weekend. Well, I think we need to find out who's really going to be there and not who just says they're hoping to be there. Um, but if we can, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if two or three pop this weekend. I don't think that's going to happen. I want everybody to, you know, get. Take a deep breath. Yeah, breathe into your, into your bags there, you know, and don't hyperventilate on us. I don't think that's going to happen, but. You know, the, with the way recruiting goes nowadays, it's just so hard to tell. These kids are much more savvy than they used to be. You know, I remember when I first started covering this. Ten, uh, I think I'm at year 15 of covering recruiting, or 14, year 14 of recruiting. And I, I had kids tell me, um, when Washington offers me, I'm going to commit. Right? Well, I didn't report that because what if the kid never got an offer? Right? And now you've got him, other schools holding off because of it. So kids, kids much nowadays are much more savvy. They will tell you, "Oh yeah, I'm in for every school," and then the next day they'll commit to another to a school that you weren't even talking to them about. Yep. So you know, it's just kids nowadays are much more savvy about about all this stuff, and and I think it's harder to glean that stuff. You almost have to go through parents or or friends that know them really well who trust you. That'll tell you what's really going on sometimes. So, again, any final thoughts in terms of kind of wrapping this thing up in terms of where, where Washington recruiting is right now for 2020? I think Washington has set up, set up themselves really well. I think, I think before the end of June, so what are we talking about? Basically two months. By the end of June, because they have the big recruiting weekend in June on the 22nd when they do the barbecue, they have the leap guys coming in. They have all this different stuff. They have their dirt dog camp. They have their rising stars camp. All of those camps are going to be happening. I, I think with that in mind, as well as May and then early June with the seven on seven tournament and everything like that, I think you could see it. What are they at? Three commits now? Three or four. They've got Redmond, Garden Memoirs. Memoir, yep. and I think that's it. Yep. Redmond Gar- Garber's and uh, Memoir, and um, you've got those three. I think you could have anywhere from seven to ten guys committed by the end of June. Um, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Okay. Well, fantastic. Oh, and one other thing. Yep. For those who might be wondering, Washington has basically sworn off ever having guys in on official visits this time of year. So – they made a rule last year. It was the first year I think that they could do it. You could visit any time from April 1st to June 30th at, on an official visit. You can't go to camps. You can't participate in camps. You can't do that to get up, you know, to get to a camp. But basically, you can take an official visit 
have 48 hours on a campus with a school. You could do all five of them in that time if you want to fit them in then. But Washington has basically told – I know of several high-end kids who've wanted to take visits here this spring. And Washington said if you're going to take a visit, you got to do it in the fall. Yeah. So either in the we're talking five star guys, right? But it, it's going to happen either one of those first two weekends in December, or it's going to happen during an actual game. Which again, it's not their preference. Yeah, they want the first two weeks. Of, I think if Washington had their druthers, they would have fifty visits over those two weekends. In, in oh yeah, they had they'd have they'd have twenty guys on each visit weekend. Yeah. Because they want to create that that peer pressure. But they also want to create that vibe where you're 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 hanging with future teammates. But it's, but it's not just that; they also don't want all this time for these kids to take a visit to Washington and then go visit four other schools. Right. They want to be the last visit. Right. And for people that don't remember, that second weekend of December is right before that signing day that starts that following the Wednesday. Second visit weekend. Yeah. Right. So yeah. basically, the middle of December is the the start of that forty eight hour window for early signing. And so, to your point, Scott, they're trying to get in on that very last visit so that they can get the last thought mm-hmm. before a kid makes a decision. So, usually, they either want to be the first one in or they want to be the last one in. Prefer They prefer to be the last guy. But if they need to be the first guy, they'll be the first guy, but they'll do it during the season. So, they'll do it during a game where they can't roll out the red carpet and give them 100% attention like they would during these weekends that are after the season – but at the same token, they'll get them in. They get to see what a game's like. Because a lot of these kids do want to see what a game environment's like, what they do, how they prepare, those kinds of things. So I think that's important as well. But, again, I think, like you said, they've made it very clear their stance on what the official visits, the, what, what they want them to be like. December 18th through the 20th is the mid-year signing period this right. year. So right. um, those are the, that's the date that people need to keep in mind. So those first two weekends – because the first day of December is on a Sunday, so those, so I guess it would be the sixth through the eighth and the thirteenth through the fifteenth is when they want to get those visits. But other than that, I you know I think people are kind of caught up on what's been going on. Good, fantastic, and also a quick reminder: if you want to get email updates on everything that's going on, our breaking news, recruiting news, what have you. We send out email updates. They'll end up in your inbox. We usually do once or one or two a day, typically during the week. To get involved with that, just email us at huskystadium at gmail.com and put in the subject line, put in newsletter. We will add you to the list, and then you'll be getting those, those breaking updates in your inbox or a daily kind of digest of stories that we have put out. So, Again, for Scott Eklund, fantastic recruiting information as always to get you up to speed. This is Chris Fetters of Dogman.com. Go dogs.